It's found in the Medrash already. It's going 2,000 years. 2,000 years ago, I have such a tradition that the reason that in some schools it was the custom for children to begin studying 
at the earliest age, at the haschalas, you know, like when they're, when they're three years old and they come to cheder for the first time wrapped in a talis. And the day that a person gets their first haircut in certain traditions, so they come to cheder and they read the letters of the Aleph Beis and they, they begin studying Torah. But the beginning of study, the Medrash says, is Sefer Vayikra. Begin with Sefer Vayikra. And the language of the Medrash is, the Medrash says, why did children start learning Sefer Vayikra? The Medrash says, let the Kedoshim come and learn about Kadshim. Children are so holy, they're so pure, they're so untainted, uncynical. And let the children who are Kadosh come and learn about Kadshim. And so we have this old tradition that children should come to begin their schooling, not from Barishas, which would be the obvious place to start. But rather, they should begin by learning about Karbonos, they should learn about the Besam Mikdash and the ongoings of the Temple. And, and so, it struck me that there's so much in the Svar Makidoshim about the small Aleph of Sefer Vayikra. And I was thinking that there's a small Aleph because small children are learning it. You know, you want it to be sometimes your small child in a, in a big world and you feel overwhelmed by all the, the big letters and all the, you know, the big lights and big people and the big Rebbe who's teaching you this, all this big stuff. And so when you're feeling overwhelmed by being in a place of things being large, and the Karbonos are not simple, it's not a simple avoda, this whole avoda of the Karbonos. So you know you want something familiar. It's why the trope of, you know, you see a Jew in an airport, you're like in the middle of some airport in the middle of middle America somewhere while the Rebbe are recruiting. This is something that happens from time to time. You know, you'll be like in an airport in the middle of you know, some small town, I don't want to insult anybody by saying the names of the towns, but in some small town and you're in this airport and all of a sudden you see somebody who is recognizably Jewish. Or even if they're not and they see you and you're recognizably Jewish and they come over like, oh, where are you from, you know? And you get into a whole conversation and two Jews in an airport because you see something that reminds you a little bit of, of yourself or of something that's a, a bit of a security blanket and you latch onto that. And so a child's beginning to enter into this world of the Torah, which is so big and is filled with all these big ideas. And, and the Bisham Mikdash is so big. And so there's a little aleph there for the children. But that's just the beginning of the, the idea. From there, I was thinking that if it's true that we have children who are kadosh come and they begin learning kachim, it's appropriate for children who are kadosh to start learning kachim, well then, when we get to kachim, when we get to this Indian of Sefer Vayikra, every Sefer has its own kind of thing, Barishas, you feel like you're coming back to the Avos and the Imos. Shmos is filled with the sense of, you know, Shovavim, Shmos, you know, all these partios of, of redemption and freeing oneself from bad habits and from physicality and Erevas Haaretz. And you get to Vayikra, and Vayikra, the, the opening thing that perhaps an inversion of this Medrash is that if young children who are Kadosh come and learn Kadshim, well then perhaps for people like ourselves, when we come back to the Sefer of Kadshim, we come back to this book of Kadshim, it becomes a bit of a roadmap for us to become holy again. I think if the children who are holy from just from the fact that they're, they're so young and they haven't been exposed yet to anything, so let them come and learn Kadshim. Well, of course, we're not going to be skipping over the Sefer about Kadshim, Taras Kohanim. It's not something that we're going to skip and just go straight to Bamidbar, which is filled with all of the mistakes of Am Yisrael walking through. You know, Parshas Korach, Shlach, Balak, these are hard parshios. But these parshios that we're reading now are filled with the life of Kedusha, of the temple, of the Bismuth. And it's true that even within these parshios, a lot of the karbonos are brought as karbonos chatos, but they're brought as carbon chatos in order to, like we spoke about a little bit on Monday night, 
you know, carbon chatas, where the birds are down and the animals are up and the whole world is upside down and everything doesn't seem to be making sense. We sprinkle the blood of the birds underneath that kav, underneath that line on the Mizbeach, to show that what's supposed to be up is down, what's down is up, and the whole world is backwards. To remind you of what we spoke about on Monday night. And that's true, that's definitely part of it, but we're in a whole world of Kedusha. And just like the reason that children start with Vayikra is because let the, let the Kedoshim come and learn Kedoshim, so then I say, and I pray, let those who are studying Kedoshim, let those who are coming and beginning the Sefer Vayikra become Kadosh. And Hashem help us that through the study of these Parshios of Vayikra and Tzav and Shmini, etc., through all of Sefer Vayikra, through all of Torah's Kohanim, that we somehow learn to become, what the Pasuk says, Mamlechas Kohanim V'goi Kadosh. Or Osek in these Inyanim of Taras Kohanim. That is the roadmap, that is an opportunity, that is a transformative power of becoming Kadosh, of returning to a place of Kedusha. So let the children who are Kadosh learn Kadshim, and let those who are studying Kadshim become Kadosh like children. Let's become less cynical, let the world become more cynical. So the Avod of Kadshim begins, when we look in the first few Psukim over there, the description of the Karbonos is that the <coughs> The carbonos are called Reach Nichoach Lashem. They're Reach Nichoach Lashem. They're a great smell for God. He loves the smell of the carbonos. The main avoda of the carbonos is the smell of the carbonos. It's the smell of the carbonos. So Tzadikim explained that the reason that the carbonos are linked to this world of smell, why we call the carbonos Reach Nichoach Lashem, is that smell, in the context of eating, you know, just today I was talking to somebody who was eating a, an orange, and they wanted to make a bracha of reich tov, paperos, make the bracha that you make when you smell good fruit. And I said, well, you know, the post can say that if you're eating the fruit, you don't make a bracha on the smell of the fruit, like whenever you're eating fruit, you smell the fruit. But since Iker and Tafel, in terms of the experience, the smell is just part of the eating experience. In fact, you don't have to be like, uh, you don't have to go to medical school to know. I didn't go to medical school and yet I know that there are a few different parts of the tongue that allow you to taste various kind of vague localities of taste, salty and sweet and sour and spicy. And all these different, but, but smell plays a very large part in the eating process. And the smell of the food is what actually, what you're calling taste is actually very much related to smell. And there's even people who have, my father has a friend, who has this uh, rare, he can't smell, he has a nose, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a neuro neurological thing or if it's somehow, there's a lack of uh, olfactory nerves, or I don't know exactly what the problem is, but he, he doesn't have a sense of smell. And for him, taste is a very kind of boxed in type of thing. It doesn't have those kind of swirly notes to it and kind of movement of different tastes is really very much related to the world of smell. So Tzadikim explained that the carbonos are called Reach Nichoach Lashem, because the ikr, as all the Svarim say, the ikr is Adam ki akriv mikem. Which goes all the way back to the first carbon recorded in history. That Kayan brought a carbon, and then the Pasuk says, Vehevel hevi gam hu. And the Talmudim of Hashem to explain that Hevel hevi gam hu doesn't mean that Hevel also brought a carbon. Like Kayan brought a, a carbon, and then Hevel hevi gam hu. Hevel also brought. Because there would be a much more straightforward way of saying that. The Hevel Gam Hevi, Hevel also brought. The Hevel Hevi Gam Hu means that Hevel 
in addition to bringing the carbon, also brought himself. He also brought himself. That the carbon was merely the tafel that was the preparatory experience to showing that he was bringing himself. Adam kiyakriv mikem. As all the svarim say. Can't open any, all the svarim. From the Bashem to himself, all the way down to whatever the latest Sifre Chasidus that are being written, that you're all writing down in these notes that you're taking right now, that, that, that is Adam Kiyakrav Mikem, which means when a person brings from himself. Adam Kiyakrav Mikem doesn't just mean that you can't bring a carbon that belongs to somebody else or is stolen, but Adam Kiyakrav Mikem means when you bring yourself as part of the, part of the bringing of the carbon is you're bringing yourself. And so, a moment ago we were just saying, when a person learns Sefer Vayikra, so let those who are studying Kachim come and become Kadosh. And if we're honest for a second, it's scary to become Kadosh. Who wants to become Kadosh? Kadosh is scary. Kadosh is separated from some of the things that I, that I think I enjoy. Kadusha is like, is a very, there's a mysterious nefesh to Kadusha. And that's why we're not great at it, present uh, company included. Because there's a certain mysterious nefesh, and when a person studies Sefer Vayikra, literally by doing Shnai Mikra this week, this week, and next week, and the next few weeks, and by sitting here and opening up a Sefer Vayikra, and, and going to Shul, and hearing these, you're forcing yourself into a place that let those who come and study Kadshim become Kadosh. And you're being makr of yourself, you're being makr of Mikem, you're, you're offering up yourself towards being influenced by the... the the words of the living God that Hashem is bringing to us right now, that Hashem is saying, I want you to become holy. Because I am also holy. They say, yeah, but Hashem, like, I'm in the physical world and I don't want to necessarily not be in the physical world anymore. I don't want to... It's scary for me to think about bringing more Kedusha into my life because Kedusha means, yes, there's an element of being Mekadish, the physical, but being Mekadish, the physical, means somehow looking past the physical. And that's a very scary thing, of losing myself, of not being blinded by the physical. It doesn't mean not engaging the physical. The, the, the highest and holiest of Oda, like the Shem Yishmuel explained, since we're in the parshas of, of Mish, Mishkan and Mikdash and Tars Kohanim, Shem Yishmuel explained, it's one of the parshas later in, in, in the summer months, I don't remember offhand which parsha it is. The Shem Yishmuel explained that, isn't it paradoxical that the Mishkan is made from higher order things? You know that in the, in the, in the creation, there's... Domeim, there's inanimate or inorganic material, and there's tzomeach, there's vegetable life, and then there's there's chai, there's animals, and there's medaber, there's human beings. And the mishkan is made from these higher order things. The the tapestries that are hanging above the mishkan are made from animal skins. That's chai, and the forty eight krushim are made from trees, and uh, and lots of the threads and the, the whole, basically the whole thing is kimat, mostly made out of tzomeach and chai. But then you get to you get to the Mishkan in Eretz Yisrael, Mishkan Shiloh, and as you move, progress from the Mishkan in the desert to the Mishkanos that we have before we have the permanent base on Mikdash. So instead of having animal roof, animal skin roofs, we have, uh, we're now having a more, te- more fixed structures where we have some stone and maybe we have a roof that's made out of wood. Until finally we get to the, the Binyan Olam, you get to the base of Mikdash, and the whole thing is made kimat out of avanim and gold and silver. It's, it's kula domim. It's all from these very low things. And isn't that backwards, says the Shem Yishmuel? Because the Beis HaMikdash is like the holiest. And the Mishkan is just this temporary thing, and the Jewish people are just finding their footing in, in this world of Kedusha, and it's scary for them also. We see them messing up over and over again. 
because it's terrifying for them. And it's terrifying for us, you know, let's be honest, even if you're Shana Gimel or Shana Bet here, I don't know what some of our guests are, you know, it's, it's, it's a scary world. It's, where am I, how, how does this end up? You know, looking like this guy or like, what's the... And so, in the beginning, Am Yisrael in the Midbar is with the Mishkan, and the Mishkan is made out of these higher order things. And as we move deeper and deeper into our comfort zone with Kedusha, we move to Yerushalayim, Yer Kodesh, to the Makom Asher, Baruch Hashem, the place that Hashem has chosen, and the place where is the eye of the universe, the place where Shema and Va'aretz are, are, are kissing together. So there it's going to all be made out of domains, it's going to be made out of rocks. And the Shem Yishmo says, yeah, Dafka. Because the holier the building, the more it's able to elevate lower things. Putner explained in a letter once to one of his Talmud, and that's the reason why you give a stone to your wife when you get engaged. That's where the minna came from, to give a stone to your wife. Or to give gold when you're getting actually married, you know, to give a, a gold or a silver, you know, to give a ring. To give something from Domim. Because Kedusha means to elevate the physical. So you're taking the lowest thing and you're turning that into a... So Adam Kiyakov Mikem, we're learning these parshas, we're learning how to elevate the physical and look past it and call its bluff and enter into the world of Kedusha and it's scary. And Adam Kiyakov Mikem, Hevel Hevi Gam, who we're bringing ourselves. And so the Tzadikim explain, and this is written so beautifully, if you want to see it in beautiful uh, high German, or if you don't read that in English, you could read it in Rosh Hashem Shonafal Hirsch's explanation on the, on the first time you see, Reach Nichoch Hashem. Hirsch explains so beautifully that just like when a person is eating, if you would say, you know, I want to give you this, I want to give you this wonderful, uh, you know, piece of chocolate. I'd like to give you this piece of chocolate. And the person says, wow, thank you so much. And they take it, and you say, smell it. Smell it. See how it smells so good. Smell it. And the person takes a big smell. They smell it. And they say, wow, that smells really good. And they're like, okay, can I have it back now? Please give it to me. And he's like, what? You know, I wish I didn't smell it. I would rather not have smelled it then to smell it, activate the salivating glands, you know, and then you take it away from me. So Tzadikim explained that the carbonos are called reach nichot. You think Hashem needs carbonos? Hashem wants us. Hashem wants adum ki akrav mikem. Hashem wants hevel hevi gam hu. He wants us to bring ourselves. He wants kedoshim tiyu. He wants us to become continuously and perpetually more holy. He wants us to return to being little children, to being vulnerable and being supported by Him and not to be so macho and think that we need to do everything ourselves. Let those who come and learn Kadshim become small like children who are Kedushim. To come and be vulnerable and give ourselves up to Hashem. And so the carbon is just the smell. The carbon, the actual carbon is just a reach nichach Hashem. But, but what's the food? What's the, what is Hashem chewing and swallowing? Hashem's chewing and swallowing kivyachal is our avoda, is, is us. Hashem is smelling the carbon kivyachal. The carbon is, is supposed to be some representation of the fact that Hashem, I want to come close to you. What Hashem is eating is Hashem is eating our hearts that are on fire for Him. What Hashem is eating is Hashem is eating the, the, the dripping love and fear of God that comes back into our lives when we realize that we've been doing it all wrong. The carbon is a sweet smell, but if the smell doesn't come with a turnaround, doesn't come with a different lifestyle, so then the whole thing is a tease. Kiviachal. Hashem doesn't care either way. But what Hashem really wants, because Hashem's greatest desire is to give us is to give us good, and so Hashem wants us to succeed. And so the carbonos are reach nichoach Hashem, because Adam kiakriv mikem, because Hashem wants us to bring ourselves, and the carbon is just a smell. 
It's the smell of the chocolate, but it's not swallowing it. It's not chewing it and swallowing it. It's not bringing it deep inside. Hevel hevi gamhu. So Hashem should help us through our study of Kachim together. The little that we do during these weeks, next week, I think we have a little bit of a break on Thursday. Not a welcome one, but we have a break. I mean, a welcome one for other reasons, but we're not going to be here next Thursday. And for the next little bit, we're studying Sefer Vayikra together. Hashem should help us that through our mysterious nefesh, and we should realize what we're doing also. It's like, oh, is that what I'm doing? I didn't realize. I thought it was just like doing Shai and like making sure that my Rabbi morning Seder doesn't like look at me funny, like, well, you're still not doing Shai Mikra. Or I thought like I'm fulfilling some simon or sif in the Shulchan Arach. You are being mocker of yourself. You're being mocker of, you're offering yourself up. You're coming to learn Kachim so that you'll become Kadosh. Hashem should help us that we should be zochet to do it. We should be zochet to learn Kachim and to become Kadosh, to become more childlike, to become more dependent on Hashem. There's nothing more beautiful than being dependent on Hashem. And being dependent on Hashem doesn't mean, as we've been speaking about in our studies in Sefer Barishas, being dependent on Hashem doesn't mean not acting. In David HaMelech, Davind, and he prepared for war, and he got his troops together, and he went out and he fought, and at the end of the day, he knew it was all tefillah. He knew, even the tefillah was, was Hashem using him as a vessel. Song. It sounds like other songs, don't get fooled. Da, 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 da.
For future reference. And our shirim here, probably for the past um, eight to ten weeks, have been dedicated by Sandy and Barry Goldman for the refuah of Aliza Talia Sarabas Dinarachal. explain what I'm about to say, but it happens to be that Gabriel Menachem came over to me at some point this week and was learning Bashem Tabal Torah. And he said, I don't, I don't know what this means. And so we looked together, and the first teaching of the Bashem Tabal Torah in Parshish Vayikra is that the Pasuk of Vayikra al-Moshe Vayidabra Hashem Elov Me'ol Mo'ed Lemur has hidden within it the secret of all the refuos, right? That's what the Bashem Tov said. All their fuas are hidden in that pasuk. <coughs> so that's all I want to say about that. Should be your fool in the world for anybody who needs it. Pasuk says. 
There's a funny way to say of doing an avera. They're going to make a mistake in one of the mitzvahs Hashem that they're not supposed to do. They're going to do one of those. So I want to read the puzzle like this. Go and tell the Jewish people that they might make a terrible mistake. Remember, some of us were learning together once upon a time, and we learned the teaching from the Avodah Yisrael, the Kajnitzer, who explained that there's a concept in Halacha called Kedushin to a Gavar And the Kajnitzer explained that even though normally when a man loves a woman, so he gives her something of value, of pruta, and her acceptance of that is an act of Kenyan Kesef. She gives him something of value that's not really, that's not a, a valid form of Kedushin, but there's something called a Gavarabba, where if the woman feels that somehow the fact that this guy is taking her, her gift is, is of some value, <clears throat> so that she can be married with the Hana of that. So that, remember the Kajnitzer said that the way that we can actually say the words, Asher that we are being Mekadish ourselves Tashem through our performance of mitzvos. So the Kajnats are explained, but in the relationship between us and the divine, as it were, we are the, the women and Hashem is the, is the man. And so we're the ones who are doing the mitzvos, we're giving to Hashem. How is that possible to affect the Kedushan? Well, I already spilled the beans before, and that is obviously Hashem is not a Gavra, but he's Rabbah, indeed. He's very great. And so the fact that Hashem is willing to accept our mitzvos and that he's willing to come and have a relationship with us, there's a great hana in that. And so the way I want to read this pasuk is that probably the greatest mistake that a Jew can make, and tell them that maybe there's going to be a soul down there who's going to make the mistake of thinking, they're going to think that there's all these mitzvos that they're doing for Hashem. There's these commandments, they're doing them for Hashem, as if Hashem somehow needs our mitzvos. But the truth is, we're not really doing anything for Him. That's not true at all. We're not doing anything for Hashem. 
the ability to be in a relationship with another person, let alone to be in a relationship with Hashem, is the fact that they're letting us in. Someone is letting us in. The whole Indian of Karbonos is such a bizarre thing. The whole, we were speaking about a moment ago, the whole Indian of Karbonos that Hashem wants us to Adam Kiyakarev Mikem, Hevel Hevigam Hu, Mesiris Nefesh of the Karbon, is Lav Dafka to be giving Hashem something that He needs, but for us to be able to be received. It's a big thing. Hashem is trying to give us the opportunity to own ourselves enough to be able to give ourselves to Him. That's a big deal. I think I shared this story with you one time. There's, um, there's this French Jewish woman. Her, her birth name is escaping at the moment. But she went by the name The Mother. The Mother. She's an Indian, Indian guru lady. And um, she had like an ashram. And there's a, a beautiful book written by, what's his name, of David? No. I'm talking about Micah? It's a book. Arab Shlomo guy. I forget what his name is. David something. I, I got the book from, Shim, Shim, from Shim, Shimke. Shimi Borgen lent me that book while I was sick. I forget what his last name is. He's like one of the, one of the Chevron, like the Shlomo Kaubach uh, circuit. I forget what his name is. Anyway, so he was like finding himself. He was going to, you know, a lot of, a lot of the Chevron who ended up by Shlomo were in ashrams. And Shlomo went to them and performed there and brought some people home with him. And um, so he wrote this really gorgeous book of his kind of wanderings towards, towards Judaism. And... The book is organized, there are chapters for every, for every like, chapter, it's a different personality that he met along the way, that's how he organized the book. Not, it's not really like an autobiography as much as it is like a mini biography of all these people and his experiences with them and his transformation through this whole thing. So he has a chapter there on the mother. And this didn't happen with him, but in order to explain his experience by the mother, he shared this story, which is a very deep teaching, and since the mother, after all, is a French Jewish woman, so, and even if she wasn't, she was a teacher. So, this is the teaching. Somebody came to her ashram and had maybe read some of her books or somehow was interested in, and uh, got an appointment, got an, you know, yichidus with the mother. And he, he found himself, he came into her, you know, into her little study over there and she was sitting on the floor uh, in a meditative state. And as is the derech in some of these places, he wanted to basically sing the song Rebbe Rebbe to her and like wanted to give, you know, nafshi, ruchi, nishmasi, you know, chayin yechida to the mother. And, uh, and he said, I, I, wanna, I want to completely give myself 100% over to you and make you my teacher and I want to, you know. So the mother said something so sharp, which is why I'm telling you the story. She said, and what makes you think that you're in control of 100% of yourself, that you could give me 100%? Like, how much of you do you really think that you have by this over, that you could give me 100%? She said, stay here and study and learn, and maybe one day you'll be able to have 100% of yourself to choose who you want to give it to. And so this greatest mistake that we make is that we think 
the mitzvahs are mitzvahs Hashem. They're mitzvahs, the commandments of God that Hashem is asking us to do for him. Nefesh ki Nefesh who makes the following big mistake that they think there's mitzvahs Hashem, asherot ha'asema. Truth is, you're not really doing it for him. These are not something that we're doing for Hashem. The mitzvahs, as the Zara Kaddish explained, are etzos to come to emuna. What does that mean? So it means a lot of things, but right now, using the parish of the mother, what that means is that the, the mitzvahs are a way of gaining control of 100% of yourself. So that, maybe one day you could decide who you want to give that to. When we say that all the mitzvahs Hashem are just etzos to come to Anochi Hashem Elokecha, it means that the mitzvahs are training grounds. It's not you're not doing anything for Hashem. Hashem doesn't get anything from our doing the mitzvahs. Hashem is giving us the opportunity to have control over ourselves so that we can have this chus of giving to a gavar because you think that you can just give, you just cover your eyes and say shema, you know, because you've been learning Torah for a few months, so like, and you're able to give yourself over to Hashem with Mesir Snafesh. Adam Kiyakar Vikem is not an easy thing. There's no place to like sign up for that. It's hard work to get control over yourself so that you can decide who you want to give it to. And so the biggest mistake, and the, that's what that Pasuk means, the mistake of all mistakes, which leads us to be bringing many carbonos and saying many alchets and having many weird mornings or making deals with ourselves about how, you know, okay, we're making deals with our highest self, we're making deals with the, with the master, they're like, all right, I'll get up and I'll, and I'll come down for a little bit, but then just like, let me have the rest of the day. Like, I'll come back from Mincha, just, you know, Davin Shachar said, like, give me a few hours to, like, And what Hashem really wants is for us to be able to get control over our lives. And we have these psychosomatic exercises called mitzvos, which are not etzos on the level of, it's your, you know, not, they're, they're, they're on a certain level, it's your choice. If you want to do these exercises, it will, it will help you. I'm not going to even say that. I have been doing these exercises with some success and sometimes lack of success for the past X number of years, and I have found that it's given me more control over myself. It allows me to give myself more over to the things that I want to give myself over to. <laughs> Micah flew a few thousand miles to come here this niggin, so I guess we should sing it. Too soon? Lech lecha, me yartzecha, 
נולדתך מבייס אביך לך לך מארצך ממולדתך מבייס אביך אל הארץ אשר הרקע ויהי ברכה ויהי ברכה אל הארץ אשר הרקע ויהי ברכה לך לך לארצך למולדתך מבייס אביך לך לך לארצך למולדתך Let's go. 